you know you're getting old when you're sitting at the barbershop looking at your phone with your earbuds in and the barber says to you sir sir do you have an appointment and you're looking around trying to figure out who he's talking to and then you realize you're 10 to 15 years older than everyone in there oh yeah you're listening to stories from central mass podcast with the elder statesman me mike listening to the uh, Are You Garbage podcast the other day and Hank said uh, I don't know there's a reference made to the uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse as being a stripper wagon and uh, it reminded me of a story of a time I was at Bruce City well 10 or 15 maybe almost 20 yeah well 17 years ago that's how old I am now it's crazy I was out at Bruce City with my buddy Scats. We're having a couple beers and his buddy Zook shows up. We're hanging out. The end of the night comes, we're walking out to the car. And his buddy Zooks walks over, starts to get in his uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse. And my buddy Scats said to him, by chance your favorite movie wouldn't be The Fast and the Bi-Curious, would it? Oh yeah. And you're listening to Stories from Central Mass Podcast with your host, Mike. Thanks for checking in. Hope everything's going well for you. That was a funny story. I hope you enjoy. Uh, I just got my hair cut. I'm now sitting in the barbershop looking through Facebook and Instagram and TikTok or what have you. And uh, I just read that one of my favorite comedians of all time just passed away, Norm MacDonald. Um, that sucks. If I could put, you know, a couple of comedians on the Mount Rushmore of comedy, I believe Norm MacDonald would have a, a solid place there. When my wife and I first got together, she knew I was a big fan of comedy. She knew that I had attempted open mics and she had seen me do them a couple times. And um, she asked me who my favorite comedian was, and at the time I just told her, Noel McDonald, by chance. So she bought us tickets to go see him. Now this is 10, 12 years ago, and the story's kind of funny because Noel was playing two shows that night. And if I remember correctly, I don't remember where it was. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a Wilbur Theater, because it said it was an intimate evening with Norm McDonald, and she paid extra money to get this little table up close and um, she bought tickets to the Late Show. So we uh, dropped my, my stepdaughter off with the babysitter and um, we're on our way to go. And this is like back when you first got the uh, paper tickets that you print out from like, you know, uh, Ticketmaster or whoever. And they would, you know, I, I'd never really done this. I know I bought anything online. I'd always go wait in line or go somewhere and get actual physical tickets. But we got paper tickets that were printed out. And I was so nervous that, like, you know, I'm like, well, I've never used this stuff before. I'm like, you sure you get the right tickets? You know, she's like, absolutely. He's like, I'm not a rookie. I know what I'm doing. So she hands me the tickets. We're about to pull out of the driveway. She's dressed to the nines. I'm all dressed up. We're going to go out to eat first. We got a little bit of time to kill. 
It's out in Boston. We live in Central Mass. Like I've said in the past, 40 miles west. All right, I live in Worcester, okay? It doesn't really matter. But anyway, I, uh, I look at the paper and it says uh, 7.05 show. And it's 7.30. And we're an hour away. And the second show that we wanted was at 9 o'clock. So I regretfully must say that we never got to go see Norm MacDonald. Which sucked really bad. But the funny part is, all I could think of was that if it was really this intimate setting where there was a table kind of close, supposedly we were like sitting like feet away from him. All I could imagine was that we had this reservation, like reserved seating table sitting there right in front. And Norm had to have mentioned the fact that these two assholes no-showed his show. You know, like I could only imagine what he must have said about it. I would have loved to have met him and everything, though I've been afraid to meet other comedians in the past. I would have just liked to have shaken his hand and said thank you and maybe gotten a picture. So that's my Noel McDonald story. I had a chance years ago after I saw uh, Louis C.K. at the uh, Hannibal Theater in Worcester. It was back in like 07. It was like the next comedy show we went to. My wife and I, we saw a few people. We saw Lisa Lampanelli together. We saw... Uh, Louis C.K. Anyway, so if you've followed my podcast at all, you know that I believe I'm the guy that told Louis C.K. to suck a bag of dicks in traffic, and he wrote that story, you know, that famous bit about it. And that night I had a chance to meet him, and my wife's like, so you're going to go up to him and say something? And I was like, no. I just didn't want to be that guy. Not that I didn't want it to be not true, or true, or whatever I'm trying to say, or... I just didn't want to get into it. But now I'm letting Louis C.K. steal my Norm MacDonald thunder here. I just wanted to let everyone know. I love Norm MacDonald. He's a great guy. He's very funny. I think he was done wrong in Hollywood because he's... Well, maybe he did himself wrong a few times by speaking off the cuff a little too much. And I don't dislike Jimmy Fallon. But I don't watch The Tonight Show. And I think that if they had taken Norm MacDonald about 15 years ago... When that whole mix-up first happened between Jay Leno and Conan and everything, it made Norm MacDonald the host of The Tonight Show. I think people would still watch. The rest of peace, Norm MacDonald. We love you. So I'm back in the car again. And I'm heading out to the store, and it's where I can actually talk for a second. I'd like to add a little bit more about Noel McDonald. Uh, he was actually the very first podcast I ever listened to. I don't think a lot of people knew he even had a podcast. It was set up different. It was a more of a YouTube show with the uh, former booker from the uh, comedy store in California, Adam Egan, who is now booking for Joe Rogan's new comedy store, well, whatever you want to call it, and, Austin, Texas, as if this has anything to do with me in real life, but the point I'm making is, is that I was just flipping through uh, YouTube looking for comedy clips one day, sitting at the kitchen table back in like 2017, and um, the Norm MacDonald, I don't know what the hell it was called, the Norm MacDonald show, I guess, and he was interviewing, uh, I think David Spade or some, oh, oh, you know who he was interviewing was um, Super Dave Osborne, also rest in peace. And it was pretty freaking funny. And they were making fun of that guy, Adam Egan. Like, oh, horrendously. Just terrible crap they were saying about him. 
and he took it all on the chin because you know he was his buddy and everything. And that led me to uh, find the last podcast on the left and Gas Digital and Bill Burr's Monday Morning podcast and Joe Rogan's podcast and all the other ones I listened to. So I thought it was neat, you know, that uh, you know some old bastard like him who probably would have thought never even knew what a podcast was was actually the first one I ever listened to and it was a few years back so anyway that's all I gotta say about uh, about old Norm McDonald for right now I might come back on and say something else afterwards but uh, at this time I'd just like to take a quick shout out to my buddy Mike Casello he's doing really well with his new uh, podcast collectibles YouTube channel uh He's, he's, he's killing it right now. It's the um, Shamrock Sports 508podcast.com. You can find all of his stuff. He's got a few different podcasts on there. I attempted to be on one once. It didn't go very well because I was cooking at the same time and didn't realize I was going to be on. And I nearly burnt some onions and set a fire in my house, so I had to abruptly hang up. Very classy action by me, but nevertheless, he's a great guy. And uh, you know, he did an interview a few months back with Peter McNeely, a bunch of the local Worcester boxing talent um, I forgot what year like the 1997 into high basketball champions I'm not even sure I, I don't know all about it but I should check it out more often he gave me a chance to come on and I kind of blew it but nevertheless check him out he's a good guy he's got some funny stuff on there he's you know he does a Sunday morning um, fantasy football podcast. I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, but he's in two leagues, and uh, the guys that are in with him, I I do remember from playing football with him in high school and seeing him around bars and stuff. They're they're quite the crew, so if they're having a live discussion, you might want to check that out. So that's the uh, 508, I'm sorry, let me say that right, Shamrock Sports 508podcast.com. And uh, I'm going to post, I think I'm going to post my story I told about Louis C.K. because I brought it up no one's ever listened to any other podcast but this one that's that's one of the reasons I started my podcast was to tell that story so I'm going to add it at the end of this and uh wow there's a lot of cops out today I'm driving by it's our state trooper another one so drive slow kids wear your seatbelts you know what I'm saying yeah forget about it My buddy gives me a call. Um, this takes place back in 2006, 2007. Uh, he gives me a ring. He says, um, hey, I'm having a party. You know, come on out. Uh, I live in central Massachusetts. He lives in Dorchester, Mass. So I live about 40 miles west of him. You can figure out where that is pretty easy. Um, so he says, hey, you know, my, my roommates went home for the weekend and they saw their younger sister getting ready for prom. And they got all nostalgic and everything. And we're going to have a prom theme party at the house. You should come out. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I hop in my car and I'm heading out there. I got a tuxedo. I mean, I had been in like a half dozen weddings and such. And I stole a piece from every tuxedo I'd ever had and never returned it. So I had a makeshift suit. I could, I can get by. So I'm rolling out there and I'm not exactly a responsible person. I At this age, I was like 26, 27 years old. I had a bunch of CDs on my front seat and a styrofoam container with like leftover food and my tuxedo hanging. 
And I'm so thrilled to be going out there. I'm finally doing something, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm listening to the music and everything. And I get out to, like, the Mass Pike Extension, which is basically just another excuse to have another toll at the end of the Mass Pike to get you into Boston. So I get on the Mass Pike Extension. And I'm heading into Boston. I bang a left, like, I don't know, just after Fenway Park going towards Dorchester. It's somewhere between there and the off-ramp to get to where he was going. I think it was like exit 18. I don't know why I remember that or if it's even true, but whatever. A guy cuts me off. And I mean, he cuts me off bad. He comes whipping from the right-hand side and just drives right in front of me. And I have to jack on my brakes. And my food and my CDs and my tuxedo go flying. And I instantly lose my mind. And I'm like, holy shit, this just happened. I can't believe this just happened. I mean, there's like food on the floor, the CDs everywhere, the tuxedos on the dashboard, and I, I can't tell if the, the legs are getting stuck in the, the barbecue sauce. I, I'm just pissed. So I do something I've never done before, and I just, I just punch it, and I start chasing after the car. And part of me is saying, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Well, you're not going to chase this guy. And the other part of me is like, I got to fucking see what this guy looks like, man. I just got to see what this guy looks like. I can hear my father saying in my head, Mike, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm saying to myself, I just got to see him. I just got to see him. And, and, and so I, I'm chasing him. And sure enough, we're coming to the off-ramp and there's traffic. And, you know, you can go to the left and keep going straight. But this guy's obviously going to get off the same exit I do. So I just, I, I now start cutting people off. And I, I get right up alongside of him and I stop in an open lane right next to him. I look over at him and I'm, I'm fuming. I'm pissed. But part of me is really, really scared and excited, and I don't know what to do. And I accidentally tap my window to, like, roll it down a little bit, but it automatically starts going all the way down. And as it's going down, I'm making a gesture to him, like, roll your window down. And he's looking at me like, yeah, 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 I'll roll my fucking window down. I'll roll my window down. And then he rolls his window down, like, part way. And now there's, like, you know, it's a, we're almost, like, face to face. And, you know, he's got, like, red hair and a goatee, and he's bigger than I am. And I'm like shit you know but but before I could think or do anything I just yelled out suck a bag of dicks and then I paused and I looked at him and he looked at me and he's like huh and then I drove off and just like that I uncomfortably started hysterically laughing I didn't know what to do I, I was speeding I had just cut off a bunch of people myself I, I looked down my, my suit's actually alright the food actually didn't fall out the CDs are on the ground but who cares you know so I'm driving and I just start laughing to myself. I'm like, oh my God, that is the funniest thing I've ever done. And there's nobody here to witness it. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if that guy could tell that story and I, everybody could find out about it, you know? I, I, I don't know, I don't know. So I, I get to Dorchester, I go to the party, I see my buddy. I mean, the party's already hopping when I get there. And he, I start to tell him the story and he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. Just get ready, there's girls in prom dresses that are like in their late 20s and the lick is flowing, let's go. So I have a good time, you know. Cut to, I don't know, a year or two later. I don't even know how long ago it was after that. I'm at home um, late at night after going out drinking. And I come home and the on HBO is like one of the comic reliefs. It's pre-recorded and whatnot. And it's, you know, it's the one that has like Whoopi Goldberg and Robin Williams and uh, I don't know who else. But um uh, I turn it on just as they're introducing a comedian. And they're like, coming to the stage, Louis C.K. And I'm like, oh, cool, man, I like this guy. So he comes out to the stage, and I'm standing, like, drunk, right in front of the television, like, six, like, I don't know, six inches away from it. And he comes out, and he's like, 
So, guy told me to suck a bag of dicks the other day in traffic. And I froze. And I was like, I don't look like I suck a bag of dicks in traffic once. And he goes on to tell the story almost word for word the way I just told it to you. Except the only thing he added was that he said that the guy had a dog in his front seat and then flew into the windshield. Apparently a tuxedo, CDs, and some leftover food looked like a dog. Or I don't know. Maybe it really wasn't him. Maybe it's all just a weird coincidence. But that story, I believe it was him. I don't know. I, I looked into it later on and found out he was actually from the Boston area. But, I mean, the car was kind of shitty that he was driving. He was already an established comedian. I don't know. It's just a story. It's just something that happened to me. There was a weird coincidence that may have just matched up perfectly with somebody else. For all, I don't have any idea where his story took place. This is just a story that happened to me that made me say, hmm. So anyway, that's it.